here, here. That one, you take this one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rob Cruz. Yo. You up, are baby? a funny friend, and I'm glad that you're my friend. Yo, the <laughs> fucking man. So the the uh the funny thing was when we were getting started, I was like, do you want me to hold my mic in my hand too? And you and you were saying you got to get a mic stand, and I have to make sure I tell you, don't get one. Like this is already your signature thing. It's your sure. brand. It's branded Rob Cruz to be the guy holding the microphone, getting ready to do attention horse. Hey, how we doing? Yeah, dude. Uh, I got a stick on that brand. That's what I'm about. If I don't have the brand, what am I? Yeah, dude. If you're if you're brandless, you're meaningless. That's 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 my motto. That that's mine too. It's brand new. I just came up with it. I dig that. <laughs> but how you doing, man? I'm slow, man. Uh, so I I'm sorry I didn't like check in with you earlier today, which I definitely should have done. When I should have been like, hey, we still on for tonight? Because like I think I just shocked you and threw that that stream yard link at you oh no you're you're all good um yeah i'm i'm just hyped to do this any uh any anytime uh someone asks me to be on anything i'm like very excited oh man that's awesome yeah you, you know <laughs> it seems like it seems like a lot of times when people ask you to do stuff it's just like so they can make content or something and it's, it's and it's like oh oh am i just like i i been on so many wrestling podcasts in the years that I was doing it. Like before, like even podcasts were a thing. People had uh, blog talk radio. People had um, people had hotlines you could call in and listen. So I had done done a ton of interviews on all that stuff, and everything was always like asking me the same questions that the last guys asked me, or uh, not not pay attention to the answers that I'm giving you because you're like looking at something else or doing something else. So it's like, I can tell cause it's just like on the phone or whatever, but I can tell that they're not even really paying attention to me. And yeah, uh, they're like speaking through you. So it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to, as a, as a fan of podcasts, as I am, I don't want to host a show. That's just like every other show that I've ever heard or, uh, you know, been on. So, let me ask you something you've never been asked before on a podcast, maybe. Okay. Let me think of something. All right. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played a girl bunny? Um, I, I, I don't remember that too well, but I know Lola can get it. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of the same. <laughs> I guess it's kind of the same. It's trans it's, bugs. It's <laughs> well, you know, I was I was quoting Garth from Wayne's World. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but uh, dude, I just went into thinking about a whole trans you, bugs bunny thing. Yeah, you you just fell His down. Pronouns uh, would be folks. You you fell down a rabbit hole, but it was a bunny hole this time. Hell yeah. Bunny hop, bunny ho, yeah, baby. Made made the wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> they they, uh, they just dropped a preview of the the new Toon Squad jersey. Yeah, with LeBron. 
It looks pretty tight. Well, get a bigger size, bro. I, I hope it's good. I, I like the original. So we'll see. Did you catch that and get a bigger size? I did. It was tight. Because <laughs> it was tight. But oh. That's that's my least favorite heckle when someone bumps me. When someone Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah, like the I, ironic heckle. I It's 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 almost it's almost daily. It's either that or the sad trombone. I dislike both of those things. And mm. if, if you know me personally, please don't ever do either of those things to me. It, it is condescending. Yeah. It's like, Sorry. Hey, hey, you, hey, you were actually really trying to be smart and think of something funny that no one else here was trying to think of. Ha! Screw you! Stop thinking things. Yeah, what a dick. What, what a dingbat! This guy thinking and stuff. We don't need. We're not time for that. Loser. So, what is what is your what is your your main hustle currently? Um, so right now I'm just. Full-time student, just doing that. I'm going to Drexel for marketing right now, and then, and that, and that pays. I fucking wish. <laughs> I fucking wish. I'm, Full-time I'm, student, uh, you could do that for a job. I'm, I'm looking for some big boy jobs, <laughs> and uh, other than that, just doing attention horse comedy, just writing shit. Yeah, that's great, man. I mean, have you done any non-virtual mics since the the pandemic started? Yeah, I think I uh, might have seen you at the last the last showcase before like everything was like shut down that day and then there was like a, a showcase somewhere. I oh. think it was like at a beer distributor or something. It was yes, yeah, it was I remember Tom, that. Tom's show. And I was like, yes. Oh, oh okay, okay. Well it everything's shut down, so maybe nobody will be there. Uh, I, I did indoor shows this week, but that- that that one with Tom was the scariest one to me because that was right when it first hit, and I that feel like no one knew what it was. Right, mm-hmm. and, and now it's it's still it's still not great, but mm-hmm. I, I feel a lot better if I at least know what it is going into it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. yeah, even though oh, yeah. the risk is still there. What's still there? Sorry, it, even though the risk is still there, having just less mystery makes me feel. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel a little better. Well, it seemed like we didn't know as many details about what the thing was. People would go, oh, it's coronavirus, and that's it. Like Nobody was like, well, it does this and does this and hurts people here and damages families and communities. And uh, that wasn't something that we knew yet. It was just like, oh, it's coronavirus, and it's deadly. Yeah, yeah. That, I was like, thank God it only killed 200,000 people. That's fine. <laughs> the, the deadly. You ever, did you watch the Clerks cartoon? I didn't. Uh, they, there's like a, 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 a runner in an episode that was like, the deadly Matumbo virus. The coughing kid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've done just a few things, um, but I haven't done any virtual comedy. Like, I just can't find it in myself to. I can't find it in myself to to be that desperate for validation. I mean, I've been very desperate for validation, constantly desperate for validation, as evidenced by the fact that my name is in the title of my show. <laughs> I'm a vain ass bitch. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, I found the virtual stuff helps if you don't look at it like it's stand-up. If you're like, this is just a way to say jokes out loud so I can... I don't know. If you use it as a writing exercise instead of a performance, I think there's some utility in that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's kind of weird. I did a roast battle virtually. That actually was pretty fun. I did too. That, that was well, that was the only like sort of comedy that I did. Was I did, I did uh, I, Marin's Comedy Fight Club. Right. You did that one? Yeah, I just did that at the Brighton Bar. Uh, Sunday. Oh, you went to a bar and you didn't just do it at home? Yeah, no, it was in person. Oh, well, dang. Well, yeah. dang. Yeah. That's fun. That's great, man. Yeah, it was cool, man. It, it was nice seeing something seem kind of regular. Yeah. Well, I mean, was it was it like the turnout? What was the turnout like? There was like, like 20 people, maybe. Maybe a little more. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, like I've same with like I the the few wrestling things I've done during the the shutdown and when there's just like limited seats and all spaced out. So it's something, it's something semblance of normalcy that we were right. that we were that we've probably been all been missing. Yeah, I, and I just said been all been missing. I said been too many times in that. Something been all been missing. We've been all been missing. We've been all been missing. <laughs> that sounds like like a Garth Brooks song. <laughs> Something been all been missing. Something we all been been all missing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on been all missing. And what's the, the impractical jokers joke was like uh stop stop helping people not help or something? Oh, I don't even know that. That rule, so I like that show. Yeah, they're they're funny. They're funny guys. Uh, I just like some lighthearted shit. Uh, yeah. I have friends that love dramas and horror movies. I, I can't. I can watch horror with friends because it kind of it's fun to goof on it with other people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, by myself, like I, I can't do it. It puts me in a weird headspace. I don't want to watch sad shit alone. Do you know watching sad sad shit alone? Is always a recipe for making me cry because I am a sensitive boy. <laughs> me too. You're a sensitive boy. <laughs> I am a sensitive boy, and if I go to sit down and watch something, uh, and I, I this is a, this is a, a habit of mine, and I don't I don't make a habit of telling everybody about it, but here I am broadcasting it to everybody who's listening or watching. I, every once in a while, will will get alone in my room and watch a, a, a chick flick by myself and cry, have a good cry. That's just the thing I do. That's uh, beautiful. I, it's I, I, I've definitely done it to eat, play, eat, pray, love like twice. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, just a, a couple other movies that are like chick flicks. I've watched like, this is us and stuff just to, just to feel the feels. I, I feel that I, I have a weird thing where I actually listen to sad music when I'm working out. Like I, okay. I don't really listen to pump up music. I think it's because that feeling is so visceral to me. I literally want to run away from it. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me run more. It, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> I forget who we were. Just, I was just, I was just a guest on somebody's podcast and we were talking about, uh, 
hating the weights where like if you're if you're doing like a, a bench press when when the bench is near you when the bar's near you you go get away from me i hate you get away from me i hate you and you push it up yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah okay all right come back i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry come back come back get away from me i hate you i hate you yeah, you just go through 10 mini breakups. <laughs> you just break up with the... <laughs> That's actually perfect. They call it a pull-up. <laughs> Give me 10 breakups. <laughs> you know, spot me. She's not right for you, bro. She's not right for you. I'm telling you. No, no, you did the right thing. Okay, fine. Get back with her. I support you no matter what. And then you go... <laughs> You're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's a bit somewhere it could be <laughs> and then at the end of it you just go thanks man you're always there for me it's like until you don't want me to be <laughs> it's hard but you make me stronger <laughs> it's like can you spot me now and be like oh what's going on in your life <laughs> yeah you you never lift me <laughs> we're supposed to lift each other yes i'm literally carrying the team on my back right now you know what i get i get squats <laughs> yes <laughs> but, see uh, i'd rather have you yes and me and riff with me on something, then hit me with a brumts or a or a womp womp womp. I, I apologize for the badets. <laughs> well, you didn't know. You didn't know. So I mean, you didn't know. It's just now nothing I, I can blame you for. Now you know. Now but, I know. Now I know. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm. That that's cool that you're a sensitive guy, though. Uh, I feel what? like you're you're a hot combination because you're like jacked and sensitive and i'm just fucking soft <laughs> physically and emotionally okay. you can't be okay. squishy and sensitive <laughs> you can you can but you kind of want to you have you have the power to not be <laughs> right right uh, i'm i'm trying to get on my fitness right now well, I mean, you, you look better. You look better since the last time I saw you, man. What did you did you lose some weights? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm losing a little bit. I'm I think I'm down like like 15 right now. Okay, yeah, dude, I can uh, see it. I, I can dude, see it in your neck. Yes, I can see uh, it. In I was packing that, it on that stack of dimes you call a neck, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say. Yes, uh, I heard my friend the other day call legs getaway sticks. I was so <laughs> I was like, that's such a sick way of calling it. But yeah, uh, dude, I, I it's kind of good, but not really. I evenly distribute weight. So people are surprised that I weigh the amount that I do. Right now, I'm 195 and I'm 5'8", which is mm -hmm. heavy. I, I was like 210 before, which is that that's thick for my height. But it, it doesn't look too, too bad, but it doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, are you in a relationship? Are you single? Are you trying to date? What's that been like? I'm newly single. I got out of a relationship like early December. 
So, so now while lockdown was happening, were you, did you just get sick of each other in lockdown or uh, was it like a separate lockdowns? It was, uh, it, it was just one of those things where it didn't work, baby. Like, I, I think it, it just <laughs> well, got to that well, point where it's like, feel free not. to tell me to mind my own business. Feel free to say, never mind. Oh, no, no, no. It, uh, I, I think, you know, like, um, Pete Holmes had a sick quote. Uh, where it's like you don't have to hate someone to break up with them. Like, hey, that. hey, anybody listening, anybody listening, the guest quoted Pete Holmes before I did. Uh, so maybe, maybe you take a drink still if you're doing a, the drinking game still of uh, taking a drink every time I mention Pete Holmes. The guest did it before me. Well, there you go. I, I didn't know you're a you're a home fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. You know, it's part yeah. of being a sensitive boy. <laughs> Absolutely. I, my favorite thing is just being sensitive with my boys. And it's kind of hard being a comic because everyone just wants to goof all the time. And I'm like, how about our feelings? <laughs> <laughs> are you watching, are you watching um, Doom Patrol on HBO Max? No, what's that? Have you seen it? It's a, it's like a, it's like a kind of like a DC, DC universe version of like, x-men and uh it's like an old comic book from dc but it has like the show has like brendan fraser in it and uh brendan fraser they kind of like robocop him and put him into a, like a, a robot mm. and uh as I, robot man is his name i think <laughs> they just went right over the plate with his name robot man he's a robot and he's a man he's got this consciousness of a man inside of him what do we call him? Let's go with Robot Man. Bingo. Checks out. Checks checks out. Checks out. <laughs> but he was like, he's a he's a robot man. But he's like, how about every? Let's have group therapy and everybody talk about what's going on. What's your what's your feelings? And he's made everybody talk about their feelings. He was just a robot man. That's yeah, <laughs> I I fucks with that vibe. It was so funny. My friend uh, came over here recently. And he, he was just like really proud of something that happened in his life. And he just wanted to be sentimental about it. He's like, I came to you because I feel like I can be gay around you. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I like being that guy. My, 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 uh, my comic friends call me 75% gay. I'm 75% gay because I, Quarter growing bi. up, no, no, I'm not bi. <laughs> but everyone in my home growing up was, was, uh, Except for, except for my little sister, everybody's gay in my house. So oh, my mom, my brother, and sister. sister. What's that? I have a gay sister, so I'm picking up your slack. We we got that in common. I got I got a gay sister, and my and my gay sister's married to a woman. What do you think? Oh, that also checks out. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> I since I'm such a sensitive boy, and since I like make sure I try to feel about how people would feel before I say or do things mm -hmm. makes me, makes me a, a F word. Ah, yes. But I'm, Fantastic. I'm, I'm fine with it. Fantastic is the F word I was searching for. And you <laughs> found it. You happened to find it. Good, sir. Yeah. I feel like if you cracked open both of our brains, there would be glitter in it. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those bath bombs that like, is a glitter bomb in the bathtub? Yes. I don't have I don't have a bathtub. That's some privileged folks shit. I don't have that. 
Yeah, I, that that is upper echelon. Yeah, I just got a shower stall. <laughs> so that, that's cool though. I I I, I have a bathtub, not to brag. Whoa, whoa, decadence. Yes, but I don't use it. I, I just shower. I just go regular shower. What I, do you use it for? Other things? Do you use it for maybe like hand washing things and uh, stuff? <laughs> this is the stupidest <laughs> thing to be asking about. Do you use your tub? No, no one's ever asked me that on a podcast before. Just washing my pits and bits. That's it. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, and that's also a Pete Holmes bit where he says pits, tits, and shits. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I found out that most of my friends that are dudes don't like wash their legs. I, I barely wash like my my calves have been probably washed manually like five times in my life. It's always just armpits, my dick, and my shitter. Who needs it? They're wet and soapy. Who needs to like put effort into scrubbing it or something? It's it, it gets the gist of it. Yeah, I, I assume it just gets that Reagan trickle down. Right. And it's it's good. <laughs> yeah. So I I think I have washed my legs, but I don't think I spend an awful lot of time washing my legs. I remember when I was younger, I used to like go into like really like getting in between my toes and all that stuff. I don't do mm. that shit anymore. I don't do it anymore. Like maybe once 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 every once every 30th shower or so. <laughs> Yeah. Who has the time? Right. I mean, my feet are in nothing but soapy water at the bottom of the shower stall. So, of course, uh, it's gonna, there's going to be some soap and stuff in between those toes. You're good. And I, and I, you know, I walk around with I walk around with Frodo feet and I'm fine with it. Yeah. The, I, I only wash the parts. I'm like, what parts are people going to notice if I don't wash it? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I have this, this, I, I want to say bit, but it's just something I've been saying and it's, I've never took it to the stage, but I'd say, uh, the, the different, like I have a, I have a, like a, a full grocery shopping trip where you like get everything you need. And then I have like a convenience store trip. And I say that for showers. Like I have a convenience store shower where I just get the stuff I need to get. And I have my full my full grocery shopping shower where I wash the hair and I go like everything. And there, there's like a, there's a, a major, a major distinction between the two things. And right. Sometimes you just need to get a red bull and get out of there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real time commitment. Like I'm like, Oh man, oh, I don't want to be in here washing my hair all night. And it's going to take me an hour. I don't want all that. Yeah. It probably takes a while to uh, dry. Uh, the, the whole process has been quicker for me once I shave my head. That's been nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't dry it or anything. No. Yeah, what but am, you just. What gotta, am I, some lady? What am I, some lady? I don't be washing. I don't be drying. Yeah, my but head. just like sitting with it like wet for a while, that's gotta be a little annoying, right? Um, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, sick. I, I mean, I just don't well, remember I mean, how it's been. <laughs> what's up? I, I just don't remember what it's like. Yeah. Well. Um, I've had long hair since I've had long hair since like high school. Probably, uh, okay, yeah. I've had high school. Maybe, maybe, maybe middle school when is when I started growing it in. 
So ninth grade, ninth or tenth grade, something like that, and I started growing it in. So I've been I've been having long hair since the Clinton administration, as my girlfriend has quoted me in in a tweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that that's beautiful. Good for you, man. Those are beautiful locks. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I got, big ups. Thanks, man. I'm gonna put my hat back on now because you're making me feel weird. <laughs> but yeah um so what was your main like what was your main not not just in comedy but i'm saying just in like in life what was your main like influences what was your main like that's the person i'd want to be like that's that's a thing i want from that person and that's a thing i want from that person like who is it a combination maybe hmm. as far as like as far as like living and then maybe as far as what career winds up being. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to pinpoint it down to one thing. I think since I was very, or not very young, but like ninth grade, I was obsessed with watching interviews of like musicians, comedians, any like and then when podcast blew up it was like a fucking dream come true i just love that shit just hearing people's point of view and i feel like that shaped me a lot listening to a ton of conversations to people i admire uh i'm i'm like very much like a like if i got a dvd when i was like 9 the the part i was most excited for was the bonus features like i wanted to see the behind the scenes and shit like that. I I feel like that kind of shaped me a lot. I say the same thing, but for uh, listening to director's commentary, that to me was what podcasts were back then. Like that was what podcasts have taken the 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 place of that for me. Yeah, I listen to the alternative director's commentary, like a couple different tracks of it. I would watch the movie over and over and listen to the different tracks of the commentaries. Yeah, it's and something even in other languages that I didn't understand, just just to be versatile. I'm making that part up, but <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to it in Cantonese. Zay Hulangao, Wayne's World. Yeah, Zang. Uh, Zang. I fucking love Wayne's World, but yeah, I, I think shit like that. I think, um constantly creating shit since i was young helped a lot that that was like the main muscle i flexed ever since i was little i was just always creating what, shit. what interviews stand out the most and like what quotes from those have kind of kept you going hmm Oof. ah oh, dude i think There was one interview I watched. It was like filmed on a shitty camera in like a bar. They were interviewing the singer to a day to remember. Mm. And this was before they were like really big, but they were on the way up. And he made the point of like, if you're going to go to the studio, just do it right. Go to someone who's going to make you sound good. Like if you're going to invest in something, do it right. And that kind of like he, he's like treat it like a business. Like if you put in a hobby effort, you're gonna get a hobby result. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I ever really thought of shit like that. Uh, I was always like passionate about like music and being creative, but I, I, I didn't realize I'm like, if I put the effort in, this could be legit. So that kind of changed my perspective on a lot. Okay. No, I mean, <clears throat> when did that, when did that hit you? When did that interview find you? When was, like, when was, when was, what year was this day to remember where the interview happened? I think like 2010. Okay. Um, I was in 10th grade and I remember I went to my band and just kind of became a tyrant almost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we changed shit up. We like saved up a bunch of money to like go to an actual studio and stuff like that. And we, we actually got decent results. Like I, that was the first time I'd listened to something in my car that I made. And I was like, I don't hate this. <laughs> well, that's great to not hate the things that you create. Yeah. <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's, that's like, a, you, you'd say that and be like, Hey mom, read the shirt. Stop hating me. <laughs> <laughs> you created me. Stop hating me. Yes. But, but yeah. Right. And the, the, there's, there's a, few other things like uh even though it's a little he's not in the good graces anymore but louis ck um kind of emphasizing the importance of uh doing it yourself and having that creative control that that's like doing attention horse i i realized i love editing and i realized i'm the only one that can edit it Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I took the time to learn how to do it because it would be so hard to explain to someone what how I wanted it to part come out. and where you wanted it to slide in and slide out, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. The transitions and stuff. Yeah. And it's become like the editing is like the voice almost. It's like right. the cadence. Yeah. It's, it's the flow. Mm-hmm. The, the, the something, something, uh, my, my director of the thing I worked on recently said to me was, uh, he said, uh, the, the editor is the actor's best friend. Yes. So when it comes to you being the actor in this and you being the editor, you're your best friend. And that can go back to, it's great to like the things that you create or not hate the things you create. Yes. Uh, and I, I realized how powerful editing is i can just create a whole narrative just get like someone's interview mm-hmm. be like hey like uh what do you think about the holocaust and just get a clip of them didn't happen <laughs> just put that out <laughs> like, it's so crazy how you can just change an entire narrative just from editing right. well that's how every reality show has ever been shot yes <clears throat> they just say hey cr- go and exist here and we'll find a story yeah We'll find stories. That's like the first real world was like, well, we're just going to let these people live here and then we're going to find drama and make it into a TV show. Yeah, they they have to make the drama happen. Yeah. uh, How about for you? Was there anything you heard in an interview podcast that kind of changed your perspective? Um, Well, I, I thought a lot of 
quotes came from books and stuff like um like um there's a a thing i i say on this podcast all the time was uh this book think and grow rich by the author napoleon hill and it's like from the 30s or something and in the book he says tell the world what you intend to do show them first and i i've taken that and i've kind of flipped it on its head to go like well i am going to also be careful about what i do tell you about me because if i come out and i tell you i'm funny and i'm smart and i'm you know i'm, I'm and then like you're talking to me for 20 minutes or something and they're like man this guy's stupid and and he hasn't made me laugh once so not only am i unfunny and not smart i'm a liar <laughs> so i for sure want to just go hey we'll talk and we'll figure it out and you can discover those things about me if those are the things you want to discover and you can say them and I'll accept them as compliments, but I'm not going to come out here and go, I'm the funniest guy. I'm so smart. Right. And I didn't mean to turn that into a Trump impression. Did it turn into one? Did it sound uh, a little bit, but I liked it. It was, okay. it was pretty uh, spot on. Didn't but, mean to happen. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of uh, in high school, my friend gave me the most honest critique of my personality that kind of changed my shit too. Okay. Um, where he said, uh, you're really, I could tell you're really bent on being misunderstood, but you make no effort to be understood. Hmm. Hmm. That's a little harsh pill to swallow. It was. Yeah. And, but it, it, it helped uh, a lot. I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not making this really accessible for anyone. Like, why would I expect anyone to get me just mm -hmm. instinctually? Yeah, but nobody understands me. And yeah. And you're like, and all you say instead of making them understand you is that they couldn't understand. So it's like you you'd be surprised who will understand something if you give them an opportunity to do that. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but when you hear shit about yourself like that, at first you're like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> And then eventually you're like, all right, what was a, what, what, what were you thinking was like misunderstood about you? What, what, what kind of, what kind of misunderstandings could somebody have had about you? I that you, I you, that you were fancy because you had a bathtub. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flagrant disregard for the ill privileged zero bathtub having folks. Yeah, just because I have a tub, you think my feet are clean? Think again. Oh. No, I, I think I was just uh, had like a chip on my cock in high school because um, I was hell bent on, you know, making it a music. And I could tell like a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Like certain bands in the scene thought I was insane because I was like, and certain like local bands, I love them so much. I would just follow them around. Be like, hey, my name's Rob. Can I help you with your gear? I love you guys. <laughs> so th there was a lot of people in the scene that didn't really take me seriously and stuff like that. And like that annoyed me. And it's like, well, just be good then. Like start a band that's good and like, you know, prove them wrong with the merit. Do you still play music? Uh, recreationally. Uh, I, I went hard with it for a while. Like when I was 
19, I dropped out of college. And then for like the next five years, I was like touring on and off. And then, um, yeah. And then came back home and I was like, I'm going to do comedy and get this degree. <laughs> so you went back to college? Yeah. And that's, of course, you already told me that. So I'm just circling back around for the benefit of nobody. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to reestablish. Full-time student. but Full-time uh, student. Part-time gay. Well, I mean, with with drinking that drink, you have put your pinkies up every time. Little well, pinky. Because I have a tub. Because you have a tub. Fancy schmancy pantsy. Yeah. When you have a tub, you drink everything like it's tea. I'll drink a, a Red party. Bull like I'm at the Queen's Palace. <laughs> they, they call it, they call it uh, a Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. Red Bull. That's why they call it Natty Ice. Mm -hmm. Because it's a tea party. Yes. A nat, nat tea party. Yes. Uh, I, I I remember in high school drinking beer. I was like, this is the worst. And my friend was like, it's an acquired taste. I'm like, that just means it's bad. <laughs> when am I going to acquire it? <laughs> Nothing should be an acquired taste. Like I, I, right when I had pizza, I was like, I don't need to acquire anything. This is good. Right. Yeah. Beer, beer. I remember being a kid and drinking beer and being like between each sip, like the bitter beer face from those commercials back then. <laughs> but like I for sure was always doing that. And then yeah. I and then I discovered Miller High Life. This episode brought to you by Miller High Life. Get mm -hmm. a taste of the high life. It won't give you the bitter beer face. <laughs> <laughs> nice and smooth. Do you have abs? No. No. Ah. No. I, I'm abless. I mean, I have four abs and uh they're only there when I flex and turn in the right light. That's still pretty good. That, have you have you ever been overweight, or have you kind of kept it together for the most part? I, for a good chunk, a good middle chunk of my life, I would say I was a skinny fat weirdo, skinny fat weirdo, too not not skinny, not fat, but like kind of both, and right. then and then. Like I'd say before that, like I'd say from like high school age, I had like abs. I had crazy sick abs. No reason. Like I didn't do anything to get them. I just had them. And I would like, I just uh, wrestled. I wrestled every day. Like yeah, I went to wrestling school every day. So then wrestling like conditioning is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I didn't go to like collegiate wrestling school. Like so, I went, yeah, I went to, I went to like, pro wrestling school like yeah yeah like that that shit is full body like intense yeah yeah totally <laughs> but yeah. uh well i used to do this thing i think i was a little cocky for a sec so like up like from like 18 from like 18 to like 24 maybe maybe 21 maybe i was just i used to always like if ever my shirt was off and someone was trying to take a picture of me. I'd go, hey, and like, what a douche. Like my, my grandmother, my grandmother had like the videotapes in her basement and my, and 
no, she's been passed for over a decade. My mom pulled the pulled the tapes out and we were watching them at Thanksgiving last year. And there was me with no shirt on. And I was like, yeah, what's I was like, this is my grandmother recording me and I'm showing her my abs. What an asshole. Yeah, well, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Hey, Nan. <laughs> Check this out. You're impressed, huh? Well, I I was a hot teenager. And then this happened. And be, be, it it humbled me, baby, because I was I was a cocky teenager. What what do you mean this happened? What is this that this, this look? Well, okay. So you got humbled by the fact that you grew a beard and uh, lost the hair, got fatter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I see. So yeah. did you ever like have a gym membership? Yeah, I've, I've had like, but my weight fluctuates like crazy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've gained it and lost it a bunch of times. I, I'm right there with you, dude. I, I have a, I have what's called a body dysmorphic disorder. <laughs> Oh man, that's a son of a bitch. I'm sorry to hear it's, that. It's a fucking it's a real it's a real thorn in my ass, is what it is. Like, yeah, I, man. I, I ran into a kid that I was in high school with, I was in middle school with, and he was like, Bro, what the hell? You're in better shape than everybody we went to school with, even the kids that were on the football team. What's your secret? And in the back of my head, I was like, body dysmorphic disorder. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, what what do you see when you look in the mirror? Um I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like I have my moments. Like what when I'm like in the pocket of hitting the gym every single day. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm fine with showing this off all the time. But then I have like, I just got uh, started working every day, working a day job, and uh, I, it's hard physical labor. So I don't, I don't have the energy to uh, go work out after. So I haven't been in the I've been to the gym like four times in the last like two weeks, which is like really rare for me. And I feel not so good. So I feel a little I feel a little soft. So like you said, it's like being soft. I'm like, yeah, but if you're hard, you still think you're soft because like I get it. I'm I'm harder than other folks, but soft to what my standard of what I want for myself. Right. So uh, I, I feel that and uh, I guess that's a blessing and a curse like any other thing. Yeah. Like I, uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm weird in my head and like uh, I'm very, very critical of things. I have uh, I, I have OCD and that drives me crazy with stuff like for like a two minute video for the last attention horse episode with Matt Hyams. I started editing that. At like 1 p.m. was wasn't done till like 4 a.m. because I was obsessing about the smallest details. I was like, "This is shit." Like th that video was like me looking at my body. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I have I have uh, content dysmorphia. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, man, it's that that uh, being your own worst critic. And uh, <laughs> I I had the I had this bit I was doing. It was about, uh, I forget why that, the, the, why it was important. Why I was trying to explain to my friend why, like I had what I had body dysmorphia and he was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. 
what is that? And I started going, you know, you know, pink, you know, the, the artist pink, Mm -hmm. uh, the musical recording artist. She, she had a song back in the day where she would say, every day I fight a war against the mirror. Can't stand the person looking back at me. I'm a hazard to myself. That was the lyrics to this song. Mm -hmm. That was some deep shit that Pink was saying. Yeah. And then, and uh, I was like, yeah, Pink, Pink really fell off, didn't she? And I started thinking about the, the, the latest release at the time that I was telling him this story. And the latest release was, uh, was the song she did for Alice in Wonderland, where she did like a rap lyric. She did like a rap verse where she said, <laughs> look, I came here to run it just like nobody's done it. Y'all didn't think I could done it, but yo, I did it. I done it. <laughs> and, and then she says, impossible, please, man. I do this with ease. <laughs> you coming with me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, she LL Cool J. I was like, what, who, who, what the, who told her this was good? <laughs> right. who, told her, who told her this was good? And then I, then I like, then I researched it and four people wrote that song. And none of those people were her. Right. Well, that that's that's a whole thing. Uh, uh, there's a, a, a podcast recommendation. It's called And the Writer Is. It's all about the songwriting industry uh, for music. And it's pretty interesting. A lot of people on the radio did not write that, John. <laughs> a lot of them did not write the, the Jimmy John that they be spouting. Absolutely. It's like Millie Vanilli, but without the lips. I don't even know Millie Vanilli, but you don't? I'm going to yes and baby. You, you don't know Billy? You don't know Millie Vanilli? No. Oh, man. Uh, let me see. It was it was the little girl from Stranger Things, and she was in a group with some no, <laughs> Millie. <laughs> but but uh, Millie Vanilli was like this pop group. It was like a pop duo. They were like these like extremely attractive, long dreadlocked, like black dudes. And they, mm -hmm. they had a, man, I can't remember like some of the really, they had big hits and they won a Grammy, but then it came out that they were like, not the people singing. They were just moving their mouth. They were just moving oh. their mouth because they were, they, they were performing something and they were like, and it's like, blame it on the rain. Uh, uh. Oh, you know the, the songs, girl. You know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I love you. Oh, I'm not sure. And the and the in the, when in the one performance they were doing of the song it was like, girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's and it the the whatever it was this the CD skipped, and they were fuck'd and uh. exposed. Damn, that kind of like, a, like an Ashley Simpson type moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Ashley Simpson didn't get, she didn't have to give back a Grammy or anything. I don't know if she ever got one. That's fair. Yeah, but, and then uh, also too, she was like Avril Lavigne light a little bit. Yeah. What What did you think of that conspiracy? You know, theory? to me is a fucking jam. It is, dude. It is. Isn't that Ashley Simpson? I think so. On yeah. Monday, I'm waiting. On Tuesday, <laughs> yeah, I'm baiting. <laughs> she's baiting. Is that what she said? It's I like, wish. Bait. I'm what is she? 
<laughs> when uh, she's talking about squirting, it's pieces of pee. <laughs> Those are the pieces that are flying all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I think uh I think it was cool to not like Ashley Simpson or Avril Levine for for guys around that time, but but not for me because I didn't care. I didn't have somebody shaming my stuff I liked. Yeah, yeah dude, dude, I I, I liked I all, that, all shit, that shit, and I, I did kind of feel embarrassed. I used to do theater and like ballet and shit. When mm-hmm. I was in fourth grade, and enough people called me gay that I just stopped doing it. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna start a rock band that they uh, they seem to get pussy. <laughs> That'll show them. Yeah, and, and uh, kudos to my dad. He never put that pressure on me. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember one time I was crying because like a bunch of kids made fun of me for doing ballet, and uh, and <laughs> he had like an earnest moment. I don't even know if he remembers this, but he was like, dude just stick this out because dudes who do ballet definitely get mad chicks. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. He, he rules that he, I'm glad I had him. Cause he, he, uh, he's a very sensitive guy, but he's the fucking man. So it, I, I never had one of those dads that I was like afraid of, mm. which was tight. I, I think it kind of played into who I am, baby. <laughs> I think, I think that you, we might have a ten-year age gap, you and I. Uh, I'm twenty-seven. I, yeah, I'm thirty-seven. So, okay. so I knew when you said when you said in 2010 when I was in tenth grade, I was like that happened to me. But ten years before that, like every year that it was was the grade I was in. Yes. So like in 91, I was in first grade. 92, I was in second grade. 93. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Right. So it's, I never, never talked to somebody else who had that. And that's cool. That's so cool. That is really cool. I always loved having that because I can just pinpoint it immediately. It helps you. It helps you like, kind of like, it's like the, the, the tags on a file cabinet. So like I go, ah, what was that? 98. Oh, that was when I was in eighth grade. So I must've been like 14 or something. Okay. This, like it's, it's a, a, an easy way to access the timeline in the file cabinet that is your memories. Absolutely. But I, yeah, that, that's so cool. I never ran into someone who had that no. either, except for people that were in my grade. <laughs> right. Except for people who were in your grade. And you, and, and you don't even have that conversation with those people. Like, right. I don't, I don't know if people's brains work the same way as me on this. Like, I, but it's funny that you're, you'd said it and it made me think of it. And I brought it up with hoping that you'd hoping that you'd grasp onto a relation in that. Yeah, I mention that all the time when I'm bringing up shit from high school or anything like that. I'm like, bullet actually works out because 10th grade, 2010. <laughs> Did you say bullet? Oh, no, I don't think so. It actually works out. I thought you said yeah, yeah. bullet. Bullet. Oh, works. bullet I was like, works bullet. Bullet was while you uh, the movie with Tupac Shakur and Timothy Roth. That movie came out before you were born, probably. Danny DeVito played the bullet. <laughs> uh, wait, Timothy? No, no, no. It wasn't. No, it, was, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't Timothy Roth. It was um, Mickey Rourke. Mickey uh, Rourke and Tupac Shakur. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my brother. So we were talking about music. 
my brother, uh, he has Sirius XM radio. He does nothing but listening to like 90s and 2000 hip hop, R&B and pop music. So I'm, I'm sure because I, I shared a room with my brother when we were kids. So all the music he was listening to was what I was also listening to. So I did have the stuff I liked, but I had whatever Justin was listening to also. Uh, I found that an older sibling definitely has a big influence on music taste. Mm -hmm. my, uh, my my younger sister, she she listens to all the shit I used to listen to. Yeah, oh the, the, same, the same thing. Like my sister, my younger sister used to listen to all the stuff I listened to. And mm -hmm. I think she doesn't anymore. But uh, good for her because it wasn't even that good. <laughs> yeah, I listened to trash music back in the day. <laughs> What 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 do you consider trash music? Um, just like stuff that's very like emotional teen stuff. Like there was uh this band. I'm not saying they're they're trash, but it's a little embarrassing to listen to with the windows down. Uh, Man Overboard. Mm -hmm. It's like a pop punk band. I remember just driving with the windows down, and there was like a line like "I miss her." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I used to blast this with the windows down, not embarrassed. And now, like, if you have like, a, if if you have a beard and look like me, like that, that's definitely not a good look. Blasting that. Well, it's just it's just people. You shatter people people's prejudgments if you do that, because people probably look at you and they go, "This guy probably listens to Disturbed and shit." Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this bro over here. But I have my I have my bro moments. I I don't listen to Disturbed anymore, but I listened to Disturbed back in the day. Like um, that shit actually aged kind of all right. Yo, I so fucks with Limp Biscuit. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, like that that kind of shit. But I think like the the pop punk emo shit didn't age as well for me. Like the used. All um, right, the used aged pretty well. The used, the, the, used the used is is the shit. Yeah, I can't, I can't. Uh, shit on them at all uh, i think maybe i'm talking more like the like like we the kings okay i'm not, I'm not familiar i'm not familiar. they have that song check yes juliet and shit like that oh well okay wait hold on see if you can you can you sing me some of it uh, run baby run don't ever look back they'll tear us apart if you give them the chance it was like very like 2009 2010-ish <laughs> i don't know it but i'm glad you did that and <laughs> other people who are listening will know and they'll be like Corey, how did you not know come on what the hell I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry i just didn't but, but yeah no like the use still rules mm -hmm. yeah that was the last concert i saw what the last concert i went to before everything locked down was the used at uh at Ooh. the tla Dude, that was probably awesome. Maybe the last concert I'll ever go to ever. <laughs> yeah. Concerts ever come back. But um <clears throat> well, I'm trying to think of other songs that like they're like eh. remember Dashboard Confessional? Yes. Like every song you could do that with, like like uh, your hair is everywhere. And I sing that all the time because my hair is falling out all the time and always <laughs> fine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, syndicated. I, 
like I think there's just some songs that are so teenage that it's it's hard to come back from like simple plan mm. like yeah. that's definitely yeah. like a lock yourself in your room because you're grounded song <laughs> it's like yeah i guess I, dude i still i still i still i'm gonna i'm gonna say it and it's not i'm not appropriating your speech i say this too i i fucks with lincoln park still all the times like lincoln park's great that's uh that i can i can listen to that all day let me let me tell you this quick story. Uh, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, and and Brandon Boyd from Incubus are my top three male vocalists. My favorite three top, 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 like favorite vocalists. Dude, such a shame only one of them is still right. living. So on the day that Chester had killed himself, I I was still reeling from the Cornell one. And I was still really upset. Uh, so on the day, I had tickets to see Incubus. So I saw Incubus the day that Chester killed himself, the day that it was released, that he died. Wow. And, and Brandon Boyd, uh, you know, one, one of the top three was on stage and he said, this one's for you, Chester. And they did a cover of Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. And going right into their version of Wish You Were Here. Right. What a song. And, and I was bawling. I was crying my ass off. My throat was hurting. I was like, eh! and I like dried it all off. And I like turned to the girl that I was dating at the time. And she like looked at me and she was like, we're breaking up. <laughs> she was like, how messed up would it be if, if Incubus lead singer did it next? And I was like, Wait, let me, let me start the story over again. Can I tell you a story about how I ditched my girlfriend at the Incubus concert? <laughs> <laughs> we broke up right there, right then. <laughs> yeah, that, oh man, that, I haven't had a celebrity death that really cut deep yet, but mm. there's a few that I know would get me. If Bill dude, Burr died, that would kill me, dude. Can I suggest? I mean, going into just thinking about talking about Chester, uh, did you listen to the very last Linkin Park album? Um, no, but what wasn't like the main single off that uh, called Heavy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy and uh, what was the other one? There was a there's a few. Yeah, Heavy was one of them. But the very last song on that album, the very last track on the album is called Sharp Edges. And I have to suggest that song to everybody who ever knows me. So look up that song and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something to put on your playlist. Uh, I'll check it out. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, dude. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just thought about Bill Burdine and it made me sad. <laughs> I fucking love that dude. Okay. So what I'd like to do right now, just a couple couple other things, and then then I'll then you will I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. You ready? Sounds good. Here, go. Here it goes. All right. So I like to do I like to do a thing where when I started this podcast, it was because 
I knew these were these were all going to be time stamps on my life. Time. So the way I t- kept track of my life before by going like first grade ninety one, second grade ninety two. I do that now with I do that now with like these moments where I know that I can go back and listen to where I was when you know inauguration day was yesterday and we got mm-hmm. President Biden now, which. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's it's somehow this is going to be the time stamper for me, and yeah, little landmarks for your life. And the guests that I have on, I want to always make sure I tell them on the record on this timestamp because I know this shit is outliving us. I know this is outliving me, and then that's living, and then it's outliving you. I want to make sure I tell you on the record that you've got an energy that I appreciate, I recognize it, and it's something that I like to have in my life more. And uh, I'm glad that we're a resource for each other. And I want to let you know that if you ever need anything, if you ever need a resource, if you need advice, if you need to talk to somebody, judging free conversation, I'm always your friend. I'll give you my phone number. You can call me anytime. Thanks, man. And likewise, yeah, I could tell you're a good dude. And um, when this uh, COVID shit settles down, let's grab a drink or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, okay, I'm always so- looking for a sweet, sensitive voice. <laughs> Who have we? We have so many things in common. If if we just go like, what's the one thing we don't agree on, and that'll be a thing that divides us so hard. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we like we we like we have so many things in common that one thing that mm. one thing that we disagree on can push us apart from each other. What's what's a, what's an unpopular opinion that you have? it's it's weird because i think with the shit i joke about people would think i have a lot more unpopular opinions than i do um dude i don't even know um maybe an unpopular opinion is um fuck yeah to regular life i think uh i i think there's a narrative now where like you got to be the star, baby. Like, put your brand out there. Um, like, if you're not crushing your goals, like, then what are you doing with your life? I sometimes look at my friends who, like, are about to get married. They have a place with a partner that, like, they, they love and shit like that. And just a regular-ass life. They're not trying to climb the ladder and dominate the industry. Mm-hmm. That shit rules. I think that should also be uh, celebrated as well. I, I I don't hear that as much. I just see like Gary V being like dominate. Well, I, like, you know, that, or, or don't dominate. That might be that might be just your algorithms. The Maybe. algorithms telling you that that's all there is because I think that there's way more guys, guys and girls, folks, everybody out there, really just living a regular life and sometimes not recognizing that they're killing it. They're doing a great job. Uh, I, I started thinking about it today. Actually yesterday I was thinking about it. There's gotta be a lot of people like a majority of people who probably relate to, to this thought. I go out every single day and I risk my life for this thankless job that will get me just the money I need to put the food on the table. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and what appreciation am I shown? 
because I really, I really started thinking about like uh, what, what, what I do in the day, like my, my physical labor job is the most thankless job that there is. Nobody's like, Hey, that tech came out and really killed it. Here's a tip. No one does that. Like it's uh, right. it's it's like you do what you do and you go. So I think most people are feeling that way and don't really have an outlet or somebody to understand them or listen to them and recognize them and go, "Hey, you know, you're you're a good person. Like what you're doing isn't thankless. It's just seems that way because you're so deep within it." Right. I um uh, I think I think in a weird way I have more appreciation for uh, people that are happier with a simpler life for you know just a a little less. I feel like I'm constantly pushing for more too much, and uh, I'm trying to uh, calibrate that a little bit. I think uh, I'm trying to journal every day and write down shit I'm grateful for because I think gratitude is really helpful uh, with that shit. You know what? I don't, I don't agree with you. This is the point that you and I have met a Ooh. difference. We've met a difference and we're, Ooh, we're what, what do you think? No, I'm absolutely kidding. Gratitude is the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. Yeah, dude, uh, that, that, that shit helps. Cause, um, because it's a it's a little more um, what you can control too, man. Like yeah. sometimes uh, it, it's tricky doing stand up or anything performative, where your job is literally reliant on external validation. Like I, I, I am not doing my job as a stand up if I don't get external validations in the form of laughs. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and. So I have to compartmentalize which external validation I put my effort in, which ones I prioritize, because it, it's very easy for that to slip into your regular life. And then, uh, mm -hmm. like, I'll become very people pleasing. Like, uh, I'll have like an attitude sometimes. Like, did I crush this hang? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I was as great as I thought I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did I did I bring it? this thanksgiving <laughs> and uh Jim, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that she said pass the gravy and i didn't even make her wait man yeah i'm the best and i had the perfect line when i handed it to her that like you did good rob <laughs> <laughs> well how do you talk to yourself what's that relationship like are you are you careful about like i i had to c cut this out like i wanted to make sure i Never called myself stupid, never called myself dumb, never really like focused on because I don't want anyone else doing that to me. Why would I do that to me? I get to be around me more than anybody else does. Why should I why should I hurt my own feelings like somebody else doing that would do to me? Yeah. Um I think a lot of my self-talk has been negative, but I'm trying to get better at it. I I it has been improving, um, I think, because I'm starting to put a little more effort into it. I think in my pursuits, like music and comedy, I kind of put all other development on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really 
balance, but now like just little things help like making sure my room is clean in the morning. I didn't realize that would help a ton, but making my bed and shit kind of like Jordan Peterson esque, but it, it is true. Um, and just worrying more about the things I can control. Um, I'm, I still overthink social situations a lot. Uh, and what, what happens a lot is I have very bad social anxiety. Normally I'm not talkative at all. I'm actually pretty shy. So when I'm hanging out with other comics and stuff, I drink heavily. Mm -hmm. Um, numb the, numb the awkwardness. Yeah. And so I can, you know, put myself out there a little more. And then I always like, I'll get way too drunk and then say something dumb and then wake up the next morning. I'm like, why'd you do that? Fuck you, dude, you piece of shit. And then I'll just replay that. And then it's just a vicious cycle, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good to hear, man. It's always a work in, a work in process. And I always, I always say there's a million dollar industry that's called the self-help book section. Yes. There's a million dollar industry. There is no million dollar industry in the self fix section because that doesn't exist. That, that's a, that's a quote right there, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, take that with you, man. Absolutely. Apply that. If you can, if you can't apply. Cause I, I, I mean, I say it a lot. I say it a lot. I've probably said it a billion times on the show, but for sure, if you can apply that and anybody listening, if you can apply something like that, use it, use it. And if you give me credit, cool. If not, what is? Yeah. And uh, I, I think in a way it hurt at first, but was the most helpful and kind of the most comforting, uh, putting the blame on myself a little more because it, it stinks at first be like, why am I not where I want to be? And it sucks to say it's my fault. Like I would love to blame it on something else, but I, then, I, Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. So the, the danger of repeating a thing I've said on here a bazillion times and the people listening, you've probably heard me say it a million times. And I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, but I don't care. So I, I picture a game show wheel, like the Wheel of Fortune, right? And each one of the slots where, where the, the prizes are and the amounts are, instead of that, it's names of stuff that you can blame for your problems, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And, and in the, 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 the very thin, like bankrupt slot is is your name yes and not not the size of all the other ones it's just slimmer so if you spin the accountability wheel and it lands on anything else but the the little sliver that's your name keep on spinning it right because it, in in a way it's more comforting because then you have control over it like mm -hmm. you can fix it like if you if it's your fault for fucking it up then it can be your fault for fixing it mm-hmm and right. uh, like, I think it would suck more if there's something making your life worse that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. Like right. in a I way that's worse, but I guess immediately it kind of mm -hmm. makes you feel not as bad about yourself. But so I want to give you the opportunity on the record to now ask me anything you want to ask me or uh, say anything you want to say to me. And then I'll do two more quick things and then you can roll out. Okay. Um, hmm. 
I'm kind of curious about this, that this is kind of a narcissistic question. Oh, cause you already asked me if I had abs <laughs> <laughs> from like, uh, from what, what did you expect me to be like on the podcast? Just from like the shit you've seen and stuff like that. I'm curious of how I come off before someone has a real conversation with me. Well, from, from seeing your comedy, I know you're like natural. I feel like your voice on stage is the same as your voice when you have conversations. I, I expect I expected that because we had very like limited interactions before. This is the longest conversation we've ever had, which, which, you know, this isn't going to be the first one. I mean, this isn't going to be the last one. This is only going to be the first or this isn't going to be the first one we have. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me for speaking to myself and calling myself an idiot. I'm just, <laughs> just being a silly goose. Anyway, <laughs> I hope it's not the last. And honestly, I always like to do follow-ups just to check to where you've evolved to because that's the name of the show. So you're going to be a different version of yourself when maybe I check back in with you six, six to eight to, to a year from now. You know what I mean? I'm black now. <laughs> you, it's a... It's a, a very, very quick evolution. <laughs> I I heard a, a guy, a very religious friend of mine say, you know why I don't believe in evolution? I was like, why? And he's like, because I've never seen a monkey turn into a person. And I was like, yeah, because you're only 20 years old, you dingbat. <laughs> <laughs> that logic would apply to anything else. <laughs> This this guy also inspired this bit I was doing where I say uh, <laughs> the guy at work the guy was on my like team at work and we had like an office meeting for our team and I missed that day when I came in and I was like hey man what did I miss in the meeting and he was like not much but we all learned how much of an idiot Linda is and I was like. Okay, why? Well, I, I, I could see why you'd say that. Well, but why specifically is Linda an idiot in this case? And he was like, "Well, she thought Tarzan was a real person, <laughs> right? <laughs> idiot." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty stupid. I guess that. I guess. I guess you got her. You got her. She's an idiot." And then he was like, "And then she started talking about Adam and Eve, and she was getting all the facts wrong." And I was like. The facts. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, yeah, you could so, do the same thing. They thought Adam and Eve was a real person. <laughs> yeah. So, so her thinking Tarzan was a real person was more stupid than you thinking Adam and Eve were real. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but idiot. <laughs> okay, so we're in agreement that we're all idiots here, right? It's. It's wild to me uh, how different people's realities are. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's crazy to think like someone who's like actually racist. Mm. They're like, they, they can have like the same tone as the Tarzan thing. They're like, this idiot thinks we should use the same water fountains. <laughs> what a dumbass. Like, j just the different worlds we all live in. Like, how <laughs> sure we are of certain things. I want to, I want to like, I want to like write and perform stuff with you. Like we got to, we got to like do a, a, like a, like a pilot or something together. Cause I think that Man. we, can, we could probably come up with some, some, uh, silly goose things. Uh, I'm here for all the silly goose shit. 
Goose, goose shit. Goose shit. That's my that's my pilot name. You got to call me Goose shit. That that's our our gang call. You know how like the Bloods have like Sue Woo. Yeah, goose shit. Yeah, goose shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I I want you to <clears throat> at this point hypothetically i always close i always start closing it out by saying uh hypothetically i've given you this podcast okay now this has been the pilot episode of evolving with rob cruz and in a very jerry springer's final thought sort of way you can wrap it all up in a pretty little bow of what this what this episode means and what people can take from it in order to, to evolve to be a better version of themselves tomorrow as they were today. And then at the very end of it, I want you to, in your best Alf impression, say, hey, Willie. Okay. Um, all right. I think the takeaway from this. Don't lie to yourself. You know what you got to do. Like m- most people really know what they got to do, but we actively don't do it every day, myself included. Mm-hmm. Chase the fun always. When something feels right, you fucking know it. And then, and then what, what, what was the impression? My bad. Alf. Alf. And it, what, what was the, the, the words? Hey, Willie. Yeah. Hey, Willie. Is <laughs> that, that all right? Yeah, it's perfect. No. Right, yeah. <laughs> That was the best one yet. The best one yet. That's <laughs> my new thing I'm doing for that for everybody. That one's been my favorite one so far. Yes. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> do anything you want to plug or put over? Absolutely, do it. I want to also make sure um, make sure that we find out when I can be on attention horse because I'm a very attention horry person. Yes. Uh, you just follow me at Rob Cruz Comedy. Uh, yeah, I have Attention Horse on there, on Instagram, and check out my podcast, What Up with Rob and Cody, featuring another very funny, uh, Philly comic, Cody Wright. Okay, fellow long-haired boy. Yes, fellow long-haired boy. So the com the com- combination of the two of you is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. long-haired sensitive boy yes it's like the berenstein bears <laughs> just right all right man well i always say this how important it is that you've that you've invested the currency that is your effort and your time and how appreciated that is and that goes not only for you but for anybody who's listened to this because i know you can't just like turn your radio on and it's on. So it takes you a couple extra steps to listen to it. So if you've listened to it and you've sat through it the whole time, uh, just uh, if 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 you take like an extra two seconds to uh, subscribe so that you get new episodes every Monday, maybe go back and check the archives. There's like 213 other episodes, 212 other episodes. And mm-hmm. absolutely... Absolutely. Let me know you exist. Uh, leave a rating or review on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And also make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them and you be fun, have safe and keep evolving.
Thanks, Rob.